Rick and Morty premiered on Adult Swim on December 2nd, 2013. Let's put 22 minutes on the clock. Pilot study, Chris and Grimes. They're talking all of your favorite shows. And that's the premise behind Pilot Study. Hello and welcome to Pilot Study. My name is Chris Lantinen and I am your host. And Grimes is here. Welcome, Grimes. What up? No guests this week. We're alone. We're just back to the two back to the back, two peas in a pod. Back to basics. Do you think we could fill 22 minutes with hot air? I think with Rick and Morty, we could fill 22 minutes just talking about Rick and how awesome <laughs> he is. So, we're doing Rick and Morty today, and this is the start of a theme month we are calling Blank and Blank. And basically what that is, is it shows where the title is two characters with an and symbol in between them. So I don't think, we we haven't really decided what the other ones in this month are going to be, but Rick and Morty was like the one that immediately sprung to mind and kind of started this whole theme month, as, as far as I can remember. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that yeah. is how I remember it. We, so, basically, yeah. we basically wanted to do this show, so we made up this yeah. theme month to surround it. And so, The rest yeah. might just be like Laverne and Shirley. Um... Is that a real TV show? Yeah, okay, yeah, it is. Okay. I've heard the phrase. I didn't know if it was a movie. I thought like, oh, Harold, we can do Harold and Maude, and then I realized how dumb I was. Uh, so we will find some blank and blank shows to do, but let's get into Feel Rick free to tweet us. Yes, feel free to tweet us, of course. We have 22 minutes, so let's get right into it. You are going to take the history on this one. I'll have some questions as you're doing your history, but tell me about the real adventures of Doc and Marty. <laughs> All right, so there is an animator named Justin Roiland. Mm -hmm. So he started doing this thing on the side called The Real Animated Adventures of Doc and Marty, which was basically a a spoof of Back to the Future characters, Doc Brown and um, Marty McFly. And 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 he wanted to. Before this, didn't he do like. It was like a Cosby thing first, right? Okay, um, I've got a, I've got a little more to the story then. You must have more to the story because I'm not aware of that. But all I know is that um, so the Dan Harmon connection is that Justin Roiland met this dude at Channel 101, which mm-hmm. was this film festival that Harmon was a big deal with. Uh, they liked each other. Uh, they collaborated on some things, and then Harmon sort of saw these Doc and Marty things, which are just. <laughs> Overly sexualized, <laughs> shock value, um, Back to the Future parodies, basically. Um, and it gets pretty crazy. I didn't watch all of them, um, but... I didn't, know there know. Were, I didn't know there was more than one. I, just I think there's, there one. like, clips out there, but there's one main, like, thing. Mm, okay. So, but, yeah, anyway, go ahead. So, what? how I understand this all um, came about was he was originally doing something called House of Cosby's. And so it was this animated thing where I, I guess like just from watching the one episode, I guess he like creates a Cosby for himself and like he's just kind of living in his house. And this is, of course, before all the shit went down. So it was much more innocent back then. And so I, I think he got like a cease and desist letter from, I believe, Universal about House of Cosby's. 
And so in in reaction to that cease and desist letter, uh, okay, he yeah. he made this. And he said in this note, he said, I actually made this as a way to poke fun at the idea of getting cease and desist letters. At the time, October 2006, I had nothing to lose. And my original intention was to call this Back to the Future, the new official universe, Universal Studios cartoon featuring the new <laughs> Doc Brown and Marty McFly. <laughs> and that I'd just sit back and wait for a letter from their lawyers to arrive. That's actually why it's so filthy. I was just looking to troll a big studio. And then after that, it, they just basically became like favorite characters, like these mishmashes of Marty McFly and Doc Brown, these kind of warped versions of them. They, they became favorites that he voiced. And you can tell that those voices that he uses are like are the basis of basically Rick and Morty and how in the relationship of Back to the Future is the basis for this show, just a more demented version i guess definitely and i like that they kept it similar when it like went real because as happens with all animation it tends to like look way better and not not that this doesn't look way better but you know what i'm saying it's not so different that it's loses its appeal it certainly has like the same it does look way better but it it has like the same um character behind it and um kind of the same really really dark humor i mean the adventures of doc and marty are like shock value beyond shock value i felt bad i felt bad watching it on my work computer at home because (laughs) like doc brown is making marty give him a blowjob or whatever like three or four times throughout the episode basically the the premise is that every time marty wants to fix something in the past or whatever because his his kite gets stuck in a tree so they decide that they will stop the tree from being planted to avoid the kite being caught in it so they go back in time, and like every step of the way, Doc Brown is making Marty um, give him a blowjob. And I mean, there is like a straight up penis in this. There is mm-hmm. a lot of moaning. There is it's it's pretty like it's pretty shocking. Like I did not. He was trolling hard. He was trolling real hard, but he changed it. He changed Marty to be like M H A R T I, you know. And I don't think he calls him Doc Brown. He just calls him Doc. And, doc, yeah, just Doc. Yeah, so he changed it just enough once he started to realize that he actually liked it, that he could still like actually put it out and, as you said, perhaps put out more clips or whatever. So then that leads to Rick and Morty. Tell me what Rick and Morty is about and why you wanted to do this show so much. Oh, well, I love cartoons. I know you don't as much as I do. You're a Simpsons guy. Yeah, we can get um, into that. Yeah. But yeah, this show is about... Um, well, Rick and Morty, obviously, but Rick is um, Morty's grandfather, and he moves it back in with uh, Rick's family uh, after his wife dies, mm-hmm. I believe, is why he moves in. And so he befriends his grandson, Morty, and um, they go on adventures as the short version. Now, obviously, these characters are pretty drawn out. We get dropped right into a situation uh, between the main characters where we kind of meet them where they're at in their relationship as opposed to like showing him move in and all like the typical pilot stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the overarching theme. Then of course the dad, uh, Rick or Morty's parents, uh, Jerry and Beth are voiced by Chris Parnell and Sarah Chalk from Scrubs. And um, he has a sister. I, I forget who does her voice. But anyway, it's like a family, family-based sitcom to kind of ground the characters of Rick and Morty who go on intergalactic voyages 
um, basically every episode in different dimensions. And I've only seen yeah. the first one, so I'm sure they do. They go back in time is, or forward in time. Yeah, they do all kinds of shit like time travel and uh, different like versions of themselves and alternate realities. It's, it gets pretty uh, pretty Harmon esque. And have you? How many seasons are there so far? There are two seasons and uh, waiting on a third that is supposed to happen any day. Good, good. Um, now, in a typical like Dan Harmon show, is everything is everything connected, layered? Like, does he structure yes. it kind of in the same way he structures Community? He does, um, and they're typically wrapped up within the episode. There are a couple arcs I think that go two or three, but it's it's uh, Dan Harmon production all the way. It's basically Dan Harmon mixing The Simpsons and Futurama together. Yeah, that's a good explanation. Now. I want to talk a little bit about the beginning of the episode because I, I was reading back through and AV Club did like these re-reviews of it. It was like the second time they went yeah, and yeah. reviewed it again. And um, they said that the intro, which doesn't come up again, plays like a proof of concept. And this is a writer named Zach Hanlon. Um, something they sent to the network to show off the style of humor. It at least introduces Jessica, but at the end they make it sound like the bomb went off. Like, oh, excuse me, that last part was me. They do introduce Jessica, another character, so they have another character on their mind. And at the end, they do make it seem like the bomb that... Because the beginning is basically like Rick wakes Morty up in the middle of the night and says, I built a bomb, and he's wasted, and he wants to, like, <laughs> destroy the world and start anew with, like, an Adam and Eve, uh, Morty and Jessica-type character. So are we... Uh, did you see it as like a proof of concept just as kind of like a this is this is their basic relationship this is kind of what this is like the old authority figure um corrupting the young innocent youth did you see it as like a character establishment or something actually related to the episode um well i saw it as both but more so like uh character establishment i guess because yeah this is their deal um we meet them where they are, and you get the sense this is, yeah, and this isn't the um, you get the sense that this isn't the first time that, uh, or that this isn't the last time that this type of thing is going to happen. Right, right, yeah, and it's very again, it's very detached from the episode itself, but it does like if you just played that, it's like a three minute clip. If you just played that, I think you would you would know that the story is picking up. Uh, midstream you know that they had been on adventures before because morty has no qualms about flying in a spaceship that built out of his like garage stuff and you know that obviously rick is a very bad influence and that he's extremely dangerous as he falls out of the cockpit like covered in alcohol and i love how the alcohol is like first off it has skulls on it and (laughs) it doesn't even look like liquor it looks like almost like he's drinking sludge it's like very physical and like when it flies through the air it like has like texture to it I kind of thought that was funny. Um, so why don't we why don't we get into the actual episode? This is okay. a, a trip to. I, ha- I have the actual dimension here. If I can well, find okay. it, <laughs> I do not. Uh, it's gonna take me a second. Oh, dimension thirty five C, and Rick takes Morty from school, and Morty has apparently not been going to school seven days throughout the entire. What was it? It was like semester. Se- yeah, seven days throughout the semester, he's actually been at school, or seven hours or something like that. Something, something crazy, and they're looking for something called a mega tree, which apparently has mega fruit and mega seeds. 
And for a while, like, I think that's where the beginning came back into play for me. Like, I thought that he was, like, get gathering these seeds so he could build, like, a bigger bomb. Because he was kind of, like, cagey mm. about, like, why he actually needed it. Like, I, I need it for my research. So that's why the beginning kind of confused me. Because I thought, like, they okay. were actually touching back on that. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But, um, no. <laughs> 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 no, 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 Ark. He's not going to blow up the world. Like, I mean, it's very dark, and I thought they'd continue with that. Well, tell tell the uh, listeners about our airport scene. So they collect these seeds, and they and they run out of um, dimensional travel because Rick stays in the future too long, and it's it's a very hard uh, episode of television to describe. Rick has to go into the it future is. to get leg uh, broken leg serum to heal Morty, who put on these boots but didn't turn them on, so he fell off a cliff, and then he has to, yeah, broke he has his leg. to, he has to fix his broken legs. And then he stayed in the future too long having sex with young women because, like, in the future, nobody aged, so they saw him as, like, this um, this weird, like, uh, I don't know, godlike figure. And yeah. so he comes back, and now they have to go through, like, dimension customs because they don't have any travel left any juice left basically so where does the story go from there this is where the story took a turn i guess if there was a low point or a weak point not that i'm saying by any means it was but it's always weird when you project like our stuff onto space when you don't need to like they have to go through customs like no (laughs) in, in real that's just like a bullshit thing you know what i mean but anyway so they get to space, they're trying to fly back, Rick has these seeds that he needs, but he needs a way to transport them through customs, and so Morty puts them in his butt. <laughs> it's such Rick a asks his grandson, <laughs> and they're so huge, they obviously would, t- one of these things would take up Morty's entire torso. Yes, and he, I believe... So Rick, he says, but Rick you're put, young and... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> You're young and your uh, rectum is still like malleable. <laughs> your That's anal right. cavity is still taut yet malleable. So anyway, they sneak the they try to sneak through, um, but there's a new machine at customs that can see things all the way up your butt. <laughs> so they have to run away, and then at which point Morty is given a laser gun by Rick, and he murders a bug human <laughs> hybrid <Yes>. that bleeds. <laughs> Uh, it has a family. This is a difficult um, episode and television show to describe in general because it's not only animated, but it's also Dan Harmon. So it goes a lot of places very fast. Yes, I believe the line is when he gets through customs, it's a new machine. It detects stuff all the way up your butt. <laughs> right. Like, he just kind of, it's that's the Harmon side where, you know, in community coming out of like Joel McHale, that doesn't work, but. Right. Well, it's like the Harmon side in that he he purposely writes with no filter, and right. he he writes humans in ways where they have no filter, and I think that really that helps with humor, like especially it. in like yeah this kind of setting. So he he ends up back at home and take it from there. So they end up back at home, and his parents find out that he hasn't been. Morty's parents find out he has not been going to school. They attempt to kick Rick out. They get a U-Haul truck. They're starting to pack all of his things. Um, but they come to an agreement that basically as long as Morty starts going back to school, he can hang out with Rick. And we have a cruel joke played on Morty that, or yeah, on Morty that um, 
the <laughs> basically the thing has been up his butt too long so it is like sending juice to his brain and making him super intelligent moments of super intelligence oh oh yeah and so Sorry. they say well he, he's and this is after his parents said that he has a learning disability and this is yeah like, we need to talk about that by the way <laughs> this is the way to prove that he does not and that rick is actually helping him by kind of taking him on these adventures and then when the parents leave we basically realized it was the fruit that gave him the intelligence and i believe rick says if i can find it a really really dark line <laughs> in reality you're as dumb as they come and then he uh and then that's basically the episode uh, morty is apparently a has a learning disability rick is abusive and takes advantage of him at every turn because he's quote as dumb as they come and the parents go leave the garage to go have sex apparently <laughs> so that's, yeah and that dumb so, that it, dumb smart thing oh sorry go ahead it well it just may be the darkest ending to a cartoon i've ever seen in my entire life Yes, and that is the appeal of this particular cartoon to me. It's not so much that I love Harmon, which I do, or that I love cartoons, which I do, but it goes, like, so dark, so funny, so, like, brutally, you know, just like how... It's a recurring theme in the show that Rick just routinely takes advantage of Morty over and over again, knowing that, like, you know, he has the intellectual edge there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he puts Morty in harm's way with a maybe idea of how to save him in the back of his mind. Now, um, do you, and, he, and he always does. But do you feel like they are like? Do you feel like they're able to build any kind of like a loving relationship in this pilot, or do you do you feel like they go too hard on Rick being this old curmudgeon, and beyond that, just like almost pure evil at points with putting this child in danger? I know it's a cartoon, and we don't really. It's not really how we think about things. It's just played for last. But, I mean, when you bring up learning disabilities at the end, they kind of want you to think a little bit. So do you think there is anything in that relationship that is redeemable by the end? I think the redemption comes in using that joke, like, the opposite way, how he makes them smart. Like, he helps them be smart and get through that jam with his parents. Mm-hmm. Um, whether he knew that would happen or not, that goes back to kind of, like, the the half-baked plans he has just in case things go wrong. But... But yeah, I think they went hard for the sake of the pilot, just to sort of heighten Rick a little bit, so you really know, like, this guy's crazy, he's a drunk, this show is fucking out there, there's no, like, touchy-feely Lisa Simpson at the end hugging Marge or anything, like, it's just, it, it goes for it. And the learning disorder thing, I wonder, you know, a couple things, the opening song and then that part reminded me a little bit, unfortunately, of Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory. Because mm. there was a, a while where, like, moms of uh, children with autism were, like, lifting him up as this hero because everyone thought he was playing someone autistic. And he's like, no, I'm just playing a nerd. <laughs> so I don't know, like, you know, I think it's good to have characters like that. If you're, If everybody on TV is going to be white, you might as well have them, like, have something that's relatable to non-white people or like other white people who might have autism or something you know what i'm trying to say yeah yeah i think like it's good to have that on tv and discuss it but like here more he's getting bullied by his grandpa pretty much well i mean and then sheldon like it's not defined who knows like if us if if a kid is watching this and that's the first time they're encountering like those terms or um you know anything revolving around like a learning disorder or a learning disability who knows maybe maybe they'll understand 
themselves a little bit more or understand like a classmate a little bit more like not everyone's parents like sit them down and are like well you know blank has this and that's why they act a little strange so maybe be nice to them (laughs) so who knows maybe this show maybe just including that at the end and using it using it in a comedic fashion but still like He's he has a couple of hero shots and he is a genuinely nice character. He so does, yeah. So I don't know, maybe he's the a, sweetest character ever. Yeah, so maybe some maybe some kids like learned a little bit about learning disabilities from the show. I, I have no idea, but that would be nice. If there um, is a takeaway, that would be it. <laughs> yeah, like if there's a deeper than surface level funny takeaway, I think that cuz they did leave it at the end, it is kind of like their emotional kicker and I think it does it would make sense a little bit. Um, let's just do some quick random notes. We're kind of running short on time. Yeah, um, no so I, I looked in his room. I paused it and I looked in his room. He has a science banner. He has an elephant lamp, a space rug. He has R2-D2 on a shelf, which quickly gets up, quickly gets uh, covered up by the door. A Frankenstein, a Buddha, a robot, and apparently multiple magnets, which I thought was kind of strange. Um, like you said, Chris Parnell, Sarah Chalk are in this. That's a great one. The math teacher, um, getting super angry, like his eyes and then going, like, very creepy, super bloodshot eyes, really quick. And then, um, yeah, like getting a chest rub from Morty, who's having a dream, and like just saying, five more minutes of this, and I'm gonna get mad. Not my fault. This is happening. <laughs> and then he's um, like smiling, kind of weird. Yeah, the the teenage bully dying. I thought was pretty hilarious yeah you're saying the whole you're saying my family is poor you know i'm gonna cut you because my family is rich (laughs) (laughs) that was really great um it kind of reminded me of james franco's uh daniel from freaks and geeks and i thought a little bit i thought he was gonna be a character that stuck around but that's kind of hilarious that they kill him off immediately uh let's do a little do you have any lines written down um i do uh let's let's do a little linearama so go ahead you start it out Principal vagina, no relation. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, I like the principal's line. A student was frozen to death. <laughs> Just very like matter of fact. Uh, oh, geez, Rick. That's obviously like a catchphrase, but I like it. Uh, is that um, more? Um, that's Morty. Okay, okay. Yeah. Forget the girl. She's probably nothing but trouble, anyways. I like that one from the beginning. Uh, I can't abide bureaucracy. <laughs> that's pretty good. I'll tell you how I feel. Oh, yeah, that's what him saying that they're robots. Yeah. I'll tell you how I feel about school, Jerry. It's a waste of time. They give you a piece of paper that tells you you can take a dump or something. <laughs> yeah, my last one that I have is also a Rick line at the end where he's like, Rick and Morty, a hundred times. Every hundred years, rickandmorty.com. <laughs> I, like, paused it a couple of times to make sure I wrote it down correctly because he yeah. says a bunch of those, but... When he says every hundred years, rickandmorty.com, I like lost it three times in a row. That's pretty good. I, I think this might be my favorite line. And this is like another like weirdly like sentimental moment in the middle of everything. It says, you made the crap out of those eggs. I wish your mother was here to eat them. That was kind, yeah, that, that was, was rough. That was kind of sad. <laughs> like he gets, he gets kind of serious for a second and says that. Um, so, and then that kind of humanizes him for a second too. Yeah, yeah, it does. And I think that's needed. So uh, anything else? Anything else yes. on this? Go ahead. As you know, I love cartoons. So I made a quick oh, list right, right, and right, I will okay. give you my opinions fast. Um, I think I'm, these are hard to put in order, but here's my top five, okay? Okay. 
Number five, Life and Times of Tim on HBO. Okay. Available on YouTube. Number four, Family Guy. Number wow. three, Simpsons. Wow. Number two, Rick and Morty. Okay. Number one, South Park. Mm, I, th- I actually I thought for a second you were starting at number one and moving up, and I thought you had Family Guy ahead of The Simpsons. No, no, gonna, no, no. I was about to have a mental breakdown. Um, you, you had honorable mentions too. I had two honorable mentions: uh, Batman the Animated Series and the OG um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from when I was a youngster. Very nice, very nice. Okay, um, I came up with a few. I don't have a full top five, but basically, Simpsons is my number one. Um, I don't think anything's ever going to top that for me. Number two is Batman the Animated Series. And then number three is a newer one. I really, I love Bob's Burgers. I think it's great. And uh, I'll do number four, SpongeBob. Because I think that's a good show that adults can watch. You know, I have plenty of cartoons I watched when I was a kid. Like, I love Justice League, which came on at about, like, five right after Batman. So it was kind of like uh, a it was kind of it was kind of like a connected show. It wasn't the same voices or animation, and I think it was a little bit older. But it had like, you know, Batman and Aquaman and Superman and the Wonder Twins and all that stuff. So that that's one that I like really remember. But I'm sure if I watched it today, I'd be like, this is terrible. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I was trying to think of different ones that I didn't watch as an adult but it's hard because the ones from when i was a kid i only liked because i was a stupid kid yeah like x-men like the biggest ones with that are, yeah. are x-men and spider-man like, or like animaniacs and yeah. shit like that there were good for the time but yeah so anyway i i enjoy the cartoons and the uh, reefer cigarettes way more than most uh, grown-up <laughs> so i think that goes hand in hand but uh one quick um, one quick yeah. one quick easter egg before we go um there was there's a bunch of characters in silhouette in the first shot shot of the customs and the alien from alien is in there and mystery science oh, okay. yeah mystery science theater characters are there and uh, big bird is there and then there's just like a straight up human being there who's like the only human in the entire shot, which is kind of funny. So, yeah, there are some Easter eggs. And I think that is from the Rick and Morty wiki. So I want to give them credit, of course. Anything else? Nice. Yeah, that whole thing reminded me of Men in Black. The only other thing I'll say is about Sarah Chalk. I think that's how you say it. Sorry if it isn't. But she's listening. God damn it. She's definitely listening. And <laughs> shout outs to her because listen to what she's played in Scrubs, a doctor. How I Met Your Mother, Dentist, Rick and Morty, Veterinarian. They yep. give her, like, really, for somebody so, like, hot, they give her really smart roles, which is kind of cool. Exception being when she was on Roseanne for a couple years and she lived in an RV. Now, is she a vet or is she, <laughs> is she just a horse doctor? She's just a horse cardiologist, actually. A horse cardiologist. Equine cardiologist. <laughs> So yes. what? what's the big pool of blood? Wherever they live, there are enough horses with bad hearts that she can <laughs> have a, a lucrative career doing this. But, you know, what what is like good characters? There's a shot on the outside of the vets or the uh, sorry, the horse cardiologist office. And it's just a big pool of blood. Did they, did they say what happened there or did I miss something? I don't think so. I think she came in. She was like doing surgery at one point And like uh, when. It's like when in the Jerry interrupted lot. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember that. You know what I really like about this show is whenever they scream or yell, their teeth get really, really pointy. Like, I did not notice that. Yeah, like their teeth are normal, and then when they yell, all of a sudden they're like super, like intimidating and pointy. And I kind of, I kind of dig that. Uh, I think, 
I think that's, <laughs> that's all it. I had. Oh, I also have one more line. You're like Hitler, but even Hitler cared about Germany or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, Morty's thing. That's pretty funny. It will, it will I enjoyed add, watching this pilot. Yeah, I, I loved it as well. It's... I don't think like I just don't think Courtney would be into it, so it's hard to oh. it's hard to like sit down and say like let's watch two seasons of Blank. But I I do want to carve time out for this at some point. I want to ask you one question before we leave, and that is if you if we had an anti aging serum, everybody stays the same age like the future where uh, Rick went into. What age would you mm-hmm. want to be? Which age would you want to be stalled at? Um, twenty one. 21 i think because Damn. i can do everything like i would want to do legal wise okay um you're you're young enough that you know that's like a, you're healthy your body is strong by doing very little effort i think I, that's a good age i think i'd go like uh 25 i think that's like your peak i believe that is like your peak athletically it's either like twenty. It's like twenty-five to twenty-seven is like your peak athletically. So I could get in. Mm. I could get in good shape like easier. And uh, I, I yeah. Not I guess, easier than twenty-one though. <laughs> well, I I, th- I think <laughs> maybe like, maybe. I think running wise, your peak is actually later than twenty-one. It is like in those late twenties. So I could be a better runner at least. There you go. Well, running's <laughs> not a, a sport. Oh so. come on. <laughs> You are the worst. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up here again. This has, of course, been about Rick yeah, and Morty. Went over, but uh, yeah, that's fine. Director was Justin Roiland. Let's just throw him out there one more time, and Dan Harmon, and all of these other great characters. So we will leave you with a preview for next week. We are in the blank and blank theme month. Grimes, what are your plugs? My plugs are Twitter underscore Grimes John. Okay. Instagram Grimes John. Okay. Facebook. No, no face. <laughs> that, that would be your real name. You can't reveal that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, my um, my plug will be, I'll do a twofold plug. One of them is about Rick and Morty again, because I forgot another thing. So my first plug is listen to our Friday Night Lights episode. That is our second in the Hall of Fame, along with Lost. And I think that was a really fun one to do. And then my second plug will be actually go back and watch... Well, my second plug is is go play the Nintendo Back to the Future game. Hmm. There is the first boss fight in the Nintendo Back to the Future game. There are these characters that are trying to run up to the counter and like throw you out of this diner, and you have to throw <laughs> pie you have to throw pies at them to stop them. It's really, really, really fucking difficult. You have to do like you have to kill like eighty of them to get past it. I've never beaten it, so. There is a moment in the um, the Real Adventures of Doc and Marty where a a character dressed in the same fashion as the characters in that game, like walks up. It's the person with the seeds that wants to plant the tree. Walks up in the same like foot pattern, kind of walks like really stilted, like a video game character, and it, it looks exactly like it. And I just want to make sure I'm not crazy. And that there's actually a relationship there, and maybe this guy also played that game and wanted that character in there. Wow. Yeah. So that is my connection. I don't know if the guy's also from the movie and it's just like a coincidence, but it immediately reminded me of that moment, and I had to go look it up on YouTube. I will send you the YouTube link. 
I'm interested. I will do this. It's not that interesting, but I, I hope I <laughs> it is it. to me. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys later. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Pilot Study, episode number 35. Thank you. Open. I just can't stop thinking about that girl on the train. I'm an idiot. I should have gone after her. I should have talked to her. No, no, no. You shouldn't have, and I'll tell you why. You would have gone over, and you would have said something nice, like you were looking at me. I know you want me. Next thing you know, you're rolling around the floor with a face full of pepper spray. Good talking to you, Pete. Hey, anytime. I'm here for you, man. Well, hello. What took you so long? And that's the premise behind Pilot Study.